turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We will not lack any good thing. Now, it's important for us to consider all that the Bible says about prayer, because if you take a single verse like this out of context, well, then we can make God just a vending machine, right? Anything we ask, he'll give us. Well, what, what else does the Bible say? First John chapter 5, verse 14 says, if we ask according to God's will, that's important. We ask according to God's will, he hears us. When was the last time you took a few minutes to consider your prayer life? It's really amazing that God has given us the ability to freely communicate and ask Him for things. Some people have misunderstood some of Jesus' teachings and made it seem like God is a genie and will give us whatever we want. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing how we are supposed to pray and ask God for things. We must remember that He is a loving Father and won't give us things that aren't good for us. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We are in Matthew chapter 7. We left off last time at verse 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, where it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if he, his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? 
And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rocks. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was, when Jesus had ended these sayings, that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, as always, we ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher. And Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount which is Jesus's longest sermon recorded in chapters five, six, and seven. And today we finish the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is teaching his disciples about the kingdom of heaven and how to live as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. In verses seven to 11, Jesus describes the prayer life of the citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Again, look at verse seven, ask, And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone. Or if he asks for fish will give him a serpent. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things. You should underline that good things to those who ask him. So Jesus here is is talking about prayer and and the prayer life of the citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And in the Greek now, in the Greek, these verses are in what is called the present imperative. The present imperative. Imperative means it's a command. And the present tense means it should be something we do continually. So Jesus commands us to pray continually or persevere in prayer. You could read this verse Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. The citizen of the kingdom of heaven should be continually praying to the Lord or or have a lifestyle of constant prayer. Just as the, the apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. That's the idea. And the reason we should pray continually is because of the character of God. The character of God. We should pray because of the way God responds to our prayers. Look at verse 9 again. What man is there among you who is, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Now, I want you to note here in verse 11. That Jesus says, you being evil. Now, the world says that man by nature is good. But Jesus says man is evil. And man is by nature sinful. And yet, a father, even though he is inherently evil, will provide for his children's needs. A faithful father will not deceive his children 
or intentionally do something to harm his children. When the child asks for bread, he's not going to give him a stone. Say, you know, here, kid, chew on this. Ha, ha, ha. You know, he's not like that, right? Or if he asks for a fish, he's not going to give him a snake. Our Father in heaven, it says, will give good things to those who ask him. And that's why we should pray constantly. Because our Heavenly Father likes to give good things to his children. As an expression of his love. As an expression of his generosity. God will not deceive us. God will not trick us. And give us something harmful when we ask for something helpful. He's not going to give you a stone when you ask for bread. Or a serpent when you ask for fish. God is good and he gives good things. Psalm 84 verse 11 says, listen, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. What a wonderful promise. We will not lack any good thing. Now, it's important for us to consider all that the Bible says about prayer, because if you take a single verse like this out of context, well, then we can make God just a vending machine, right? Anything we ask, he'll give us. Well, what, what else does the Bible say? First John chapter 5, verse 14 says, if we ask according to God's will, that's important. If we ask according to God's will, he hears us. So when we ask, we must be asking according to his will. Uh, Jesus said, if you, if you ask anything in my name or in accordance with his, his character. So it, it could be what we're asking for is not really according to God's will or it's not within the character of Jesus. But if we ask for a good thing, he'll give it to us. Now, we may ask for something that is not a good thing for us. We may think it's a good thing. But God may not think it's a good thing. Or maybe it's not the right time for us to have that good thing. And so God says, you know what? That just wouldn't be a good thing for you. I know you better than you know you. And I can tell you that just won't be a good thing for you if I give that to you. You know, James chapter four, verse three, it says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. So our, our motives in prayer can be wrong. But, but here Jesus says, if, if it's a good thing, we can be confident God will give it to us. And so therefore we should be constant in prayer. Now, verse 12 says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, verse 12 is, has become known to us as the golden rule. And this is probably the most famous thing Jesus ever said. Now, previous to Jesus, uh, Jewish rabbis had a similar saying. Uh, Greek philosophers, Eastern philosophers had a, a, a similar statement that they made. But everyone before Jesus expressed it in the negative. They said, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you. Jesus flipped it. And he made it a positive statement. Do to others 
what you want them to do to you. So in the scriptures, we see, you know, instead of saying, don't hate others, if you don't want them to hate you, Jesus says, love others, even love your enemies, right? So he makes it a, a positive, proactive command. You know, the golden rule is very similar to love your neighbor as yourself, which Jesus said is the second greatest commandment. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Uh, Look at verse 12 again. Jesus said, the golden rule is the law and the prophets. In other words, all that the Old Testament teaches concerning human relationships is distilled down to this one sentence. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. And this, this is what the law and the prophets, the Old Testament says about our human relationships. Now, verse 12 concludes the instruction portion of the Sermon on the Mount. So now Jesus begins to bring this sermon to a close. And he brings his sermon to a close by calling his hearers to a decision. So here he's laid out the principles of the kingdom of heaven. He's laid out for us what it is to live as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And now he concludes by asking for a response. Asking for a decision. Verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction And there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. So Jesus puts before us two gates and two paths to follow in life. To enter the kingdom of heaven, you must enter through the narrow gate. Now, Jesus is the narrow gate. In John chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus said, I am the door. Anyone who enters by me will be saved. So Jesus is the gate. He's the door. He's the only way of salvation. And John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said he is the only way to the Father. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, or it says that Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. And so to enter into the kingdom of heaven, we must enter through the narrow gate. And we enter through the narrow gate through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus tells us, though, there is this other gate. There is a second gate. It's called the wide gate. And it's easy to enter through the wide gate. And the wide gate leads to the broad way or the broad road. But the wide gate and the broad road, he tells us, leads to destruction. Uh, Look at the end of verse 13. He says, there are many, notice that, there are many who go in by the wide gate. There are many who are walking on 
the broad road in life. Listen, the majority of people, the majority of people are on the broad road that leads to eternal damnation. The wide gate and the broad road is the more popular way. It's more popular with people. Following the broad road is easier than the narrow road. In verse 14, look at verse 14 again. Jesus said the narrow road is difficult. It's demanding. The narrow road is a path of self-denial. The narrow road requires taking up your cross daily. The narrow road is the crucified life. The the broad road, which is more popular, the broad road is much easier. It's far less demanding. There are few rules on the broad road, few restrictions, few requirements. That's why the broad road is so attractive to people. It's inclusive. It's permissive. It's self-oriented. On the broad road, you can live however you want. As long as you profess a belief in God, as long as you say you believe in, in Jesus Christ, you can live how you want on the broad road. Sin is tolerated and accepted on the broad road. Truth is watered down on the broad road. Compromise is common on the broad road. One commentator said, on the broad road, God's word is praised, but not studied. His standards are admired, but not followed. The broad road requires very little or nothing. No no repentance, no spiritual growth, no spiritual maturity, no moral character, no holiness, no commitment, no sacrifice, no change required at all on the broad road. Uh, Look at verse 14 again. Jesus said, the narrow road is difficult and there are few who find it. Now that implies the narrow road must be sought for diligently. You don't accidentally wander onto the narrow road. You don't accidentally walk through the narrow gate. It's not something that is just unintentional. It requires deliberate, intentional effort to stay on the narrow road that leads to life. You know, elsewhere in Luke chapter 13, for example, Jesus said, strive to enter through the narrow gate. Strive. The word, the word we get the English word agonize from that word. Uh, in Luke 16, Jesus said, everyone is forcing his way into the kingdom. Implying effort, implying difficulty. The, the narrow road that Jesus calls us to walk to in this life is not easy. It's not effortless. If your Christian life is not demanding, if it doesn't require much effort at all from you, if you'd say it's, it's pretty easy, you're probably on the wrong road. Because the narrow road is not an easy road. So now after giving this invitation to enter by the narrow gate and walk the narrow road in verses 15 to 20, Jesus warns us, about false prophets. Now, the reason he warns us about false prophets or false teachers here is because false prophets and false teachers point people to the wide gate and the broad road. They, they claim to show the way to heaven 
and life, but really they are pointing people to hell and destruction. Now, when you, when you look in the Bible, you see that there have always been false prophets pointing people to the broad way. And often in scripture, the false prophets, listen, they greatly outnumber the true prophets. Uh, in the Old Testament, with the story of Elijah taking on the prophets of Baal, there were 450 prophets of Baal. Remember that? So the true prophets were outnumbered 450 to one. So Jesus tells us here that, that most people are on the broad road that leads to destruction. And you will find that there are many false teachers and false prophets leading people, pointing people to the broad way. Pointing people to the wide gate. And, and you, may, you may feel at times as kind of like the odd person who's trying to walk this narrow way. And, and live for Jesus Christ. And it may seem to you that so many of your friends or people that you know, they claim to be Christians that, man, man they're just on this broad way. And I, I feel like I'm the only one or only a few of us that are trying to walk this narrow way. You know, one reason I'm so grateful that we have each other in this church is because we can walk the narrow way together and encourage each other. As we follow Christ on the narrow way, all the way to glory. Now look what Jesus says about false prophets in verse 15. He says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. He he tells us here in verse 15 that a false prophet or a false teacher can be very difficult to detect. Uh, They usually don't have a little name tag on that says false prophet. You know, on their social media, hashtag false teaching or anything like that. You're not going to find that. He tells us in verse 15, you know, they're going to, they're going to look like a Christian. They're going to talk like a Christian. They're going to quote scripture. They're going to use the Bible. There's going to be some truth mixed in there. They may appear to be sincere. They may appear to be nice and pleasant and personable and caring and charismatic. They may have an impressive education, impressive degrees, and a resume. They may be popular. They may attract large crowds. That makes sense since most people are on the Broadway. That's why it's so difficult to recognize their their true nature. Jesus said, by their fruits... You'll know them. You you look at the fruit of their ministry. You look at the fruit of their teaching. What do you look for? Well, does, does their ministry cause people to get on the narrow way? The narrow path? Or, or does it cause people to kind of follow this, this broad way? That's what you look for. So now that brings us to verse 21. And he says in verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. 
but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring sure than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, and he has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on for Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice and it only takes Rings true.